I mean, I already got I already got one woman who is who's like put that away. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 a hard one, it, it, so to speak. <laughs> you're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 183 of the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my podcast partner in crime, writer, journalist, TV personality, Jessica Salaji. Hello, it's me. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Hello. How was your week? It was fine. Fine. Just fine. How was yours? Well, that's fantastic content right there, Jessica. You're welcome. I know how much you love that, so. Yeah, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. First of all, I've known that. I've learned this. No woman is fine. Is, is that and a woman that has to, like, deal with you? She's definitely not fine, or? Yeah, yeah. I've known fine. I've learned that fine is not really fine in marriage. Like if I say I'm fine, that that's what it means. Sure. If my wife says I'm fine, everything is not fine. Does Connie often tell you it's fine, or does she tell you? What no, 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 no. No, you and I were talking before the show about a post from put on Facebook that she was uh, 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 commenting my face was getting too skinny. <laughs> Of all the things, the entire world, yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm down, I think, fifty pounds. Um, but to cut, of all the things, like your face is getting too skinny. That's a lot of pounds. It's also a, a weird thing to to uh, to to be uh, be pointing out. I, I, yeah, I guess it's kind of the opposite. I mean, I, I don't, you know, uh, versus somebody poking at my stomach going, hey, you're putting on a few LBs. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, I found it funny that my wife is obviously a chubby chaser. She ex- she accepts you however you are, though. Uh, she criticizes me however I look. doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there. <laughs> Between the two of you, I can't get away with a damn thing. As God intended. As God intended. So, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, more than 100 million U.S. households, or 61% of all taxpayers, paid no federal income taxes last year. Isn't that an interesting... That's from the Tax Policy Center. I love how they said 61% of all taxpayers paid no federal income taxes. Well, yeah, it's pay, interesting wording. Yeah, if you didn't pay taxes, then you're not Well, I'm, I'm guessing the refunds e- equaled what they put in or, or the... "Quote unquote refund was higher with, with uh, um, child tax credits and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like Matt Lowe, with like yeah. fifteen kids. 
Yep. It um they said that it was because of the high unemployment, certain people didn't make the threshold, and then of course the stimulus stuff, and then the tax between like if they're self employed or just different tax programs that were put in place last year. I guess I don't know. That's a that's a, that's an incredible number. It is an incredible number because I remember what was it um maybe three year three years ago it was like fifty four percent of people did pay federal income taxes and and it was like that was almost unbelievable that almost 50 or you know so it's not expected to stay that high though i mean those a lot of those programs are already gone um but there's still plenty of people who aren't working yeah and there are jobs to be found there, there was there was a couple on Facebook that showed up in, a, in the local uh, pages. I can't find a job. You know, we're out of work, and of course, it had their cash app thing on there. Of course. And almost everybody said the same thing. Everyone's hiring. How the hell? How does how the hell do you guys not have jobs? So, it's this is not job related but it's similar to what you're talking about so i saw this article i think it was on wsb last week where this woman said that she and her husband and her two children were were living in a tent in cartersville in her parents backyard because they could not find a rental house because of the housing market and i'm like at first i saw this and i'm like okay this there's there's a i have a lot of questions about this i mean just a lot of questions that you're opting to live in a tent um as opposed to like putting up an air mattress or but none of my business that, that was my first thought too was your mama couldn't throw a a pallet on the floor for you right or you yeah but again whatever like i don't know the circumstances of who how many other people may be living in so whatever but at the i googled um i put up apartments.com and searched three bedroom apartments and two bedroom apartments in the area and in Roswell and in Kennesaw and in all those areas, you know, within, I understand it's a lot of driving time when you're in Metro Atlanta, but within 20 miles or so, 30 miles of, of Cartersville and Bartow County and everything. And there were dozens and dozens of results with apartments available now and apartments available in six weeks. And I'm thinking, okay, so I understand that you probably want a house and I understand that you likely want your kids to stay in the same school system. All these things are understandable but if you're living in a tent and you have the means to live somewhere else and you want to live somewhere else but you just want to live in a house but you're living in a tent i I don't really first of all i don't understand how that's newsworthy but second i don't that's a that's a self-inflicted wound of course it is of course it is yeah, I understand houses are going off the market. I mean, I know there's people who are knocking on people's doors saying, would you like to sell your house? And it's not for sale, but would you like to sell your house? That's, I mean, it's booming. And I know there's hardly any rentals. There's no rentals down here. We live in a college town. You can't find anything. Um, and and apartments are expensive for what they are. But you're living in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Elitist. <laughs> Right. Yeah. At least they can go inside. I assume they go inside and use the bathroom. 
It's not like mom's making him use the tree. Well, you know, that's my biggest, and I understand. So, you know, articles that are written on a TV station are um, basically like they plug in a formula because they've made it so it's like a 30-second to 45-second clip for television, and then they know that not everybody's going to watch the video, so they, you know, put in a formula, plug it in, and make a very short article. But there's always so many questions. I have so many questions. Like, I want to know lots of personal information that is none of my business. But like by not offering us any details, those types of stories always leave you like, I want to know where do you do you, what do you do at night? What do you, what are your plans for winter? What are your plans? (laughs) Do you read? Do you have a fan in the tent? Um, Are you sleeping on the ground? So you're calling bull. Well, yeah, her hair was clean. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you're saying is it, the only way the news found the story is that they told him. Yeah. I mean, if there it's, is it's, a, if it's not like sort- they had a drone going over Cartersville and like, oh, look, a tent. Let's find out what's going on with these people. Right. And if if your mother, you know, lets you come inside to shower and then sends you back outside. Thanks, mom. I want to know, like, where the breakdown in the relationship was. Like, did it start in your teens? Did this recently happen? Did your mom think you made some bad financial decisions? Is this, are you, are she teaching you a lesson? Like, give us the deets. This is like a Lester Holt 2020 story, not a 30 second 5 p.m. blitz. So somebody, one of my friends uh, knows, was homeless. And he was actually posting, putting videos on Facebook. But he also told me this is the guy that went to a friend's wedding and got into the room with all the purses from the bridesmaids and and went through them and took all the money out of them. I mean, this guy, I, I say friend, he, they went to high school together. They're not actually friends. Uh but but he know you know he knows who the guy is. This guy has screwed so many people that his own parents would let let him live in a garage. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So you know that's the kind of stuff that 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 causes it is. You've got, this is where you and I are pulling uh, pull, pull, way off way off the damn outline. Well, but, yes, but I mean, but that's that's all- kind of stuff that 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 causes it. And I'm not addressing that that particular situation. I don't know, but there's got to be something wrong when when grandma won't let the, at least the grandkids live yeah, in the house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, your mama, your mama could, could could kick your ass out, but it's not the babies can stay. Um, literally, like. Last fall, I was not sure, you know, I was kind of like deciding if I was going to move or if I was going to stay where I was. And my whole concern at the time was like, if I, if I were to sell my house and didn't have something lined up, where would I go in the interim? Just because it's really hard. I had three dogs. It's hard to rent. And my mom was like, the dogs can come here. The dogs can (laughs) come here. Of course she would let me, but she knows that would be inconvenient. But her, her statement literally was. The dogs can come here. I'm like, okay, well, I'll the work gra- something out. Thank you. The grand puppies can come yes. stay. Yes. You can go to a tent. Right. <laughs> Correct. 
I do love Kim. <laughs> She's a good lady. Everybody loves Kim, except the guy at the jewelry store in New Jersey who stole her credit card number. Yeah. UFs. <laughs> no, I, I. You are your mother's child. I am. I am. So back on the story. <laughs> Uh, 2020 up from 76 million or 14% or 44% of all taxpayers in 2019. So we're talking, we're talking about 15%, little more than 15% increase in people who are not actually paying tax. And of course, we believe that nobody should pay income taxes. No, taxation but- is theft. Right. But the issue is not, that's not the issue here. The issue is that who's carrying the the load. No, this is, this is what they want. And they always argue that, you know, the rich don't pay anything, but the top tier, the top 20% of taxpayers paid 78% of what came in in 2020. So I never thought... I would up. be lumped in with the top 20%. Up from 68% in 2019. So despite everything, despite Trump being in office, despite, you know, the corporate handouts and all this stuff that the 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 media said just advantaged people who make money and entrepreneurs and just tip the scales against the poor, nevertheless, it went up 10% in the share of the top 20% of taxpayers. And and look, it's not... 2020 is an anomaly, but they're wanting to shut us down again. So those those taxpayers were, a lot of them, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about lawyers who were shut down. Like if, if you were, if if you have a law firm they weren't holding court. You weren't doing, you know, unless you're criminal defense, and in which case they still had to have court. But uh, if you're, if they if did you, not have to have court, people sat in jail. Well, that's true too. But I happen to know a, a real estate attorney who had to shut down. There was nothing going on. Uh, his thing isn't doing closings. Obviously, those guys did fine, but uh, his th- his was uh, real estate litigation, and all that stuff just stopped. So he had to lay people off. You know, yeah. he 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 did what I call shrink up. Uh, yeah, I shrunk lots, up last year. Lots uh, of attorneys took PPP loans, though, even though they didn't need to. Well, this is true. But, you know, when you're talking about a 16 or 17% jump in people who are not paying taxes, that's a lot. It was 24 million people. It's a lot. Hey, look, we're not advocating for, for taxes here. But the 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 stat is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're expected to stay high. Around fifty seven percent of households are not paying this year either. That's still more than twenty nineteen, which is the last normal year of life. 
Ah, to go back to 2019. I miss it. Remember how hopeful we were? I don't when know that we, I've ever when, been hopeful. When the the peach dropped January 1. Midnight January 1. I mean, it should have been an indicator that it was... Like, not going to go well when we almost went to war with North Korea in January of 2020. <laughs> you remember that? Ah, North Korea was never good at war with us. I'm just saying, like, it, it started pretty quick and it was just downhill from there. Now look at us. Look at us now. All wearing loungewear all the time. Nobody wears high heels or makeup, and it's just a show. Two of my favorite things. Shows? <laughs> high heels and makeup, dear. <laughs> loungewear and shows. Loungewear is one thing. Pajama pants at Walmart, something else. Mm-hmm. That's not loungewear. That's lazy. So, how about that next topic? Ha! <laughs> Back back on topic, Dave. Uh, this one's even hard to read. How LGBTQXYZ uh, content is censored under the guise of sexually explicit. It's a piece by Jillian York uh, on the Ele- Electronic Frontier Foundation. F. That's their. That's the group. E F F. F.org. I love them. I love their work because they always make you think outside the box. This one was a little bit odd, I think. It was not what I was anticipating when I read the article. But basically, she kind of goes through how um, Apple phones are going to start to provide um, notifications for the their phones, like if there's a family plan um, on the phone and there's a minor, um, if they attempt or actually receive or send a photo um, that Apple's automated machine deems sexually explicit, it will send a notification to the parents or the guardian or whoever's on the family plan. Um, If the minor is under 13 years of age, um, they'll be notified and the image will be saved to the parental controls portal thing that they'll have. And then um, if they're 13 to 17 they the phone gets a warning, but the parent is not notified, which I mean, that's like the child porn threshold, at least for the federal standards. Like, well, I'm not it's all child porn, but um, under 13 is like the threshold for especially egregious. But I think it's interesting that Apple is like, well, you can still send nudes if you're, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. But anyway, what a strange world we live in. It is insane. I mean, of course, I still rely on the whole content of like, if you're going to give your child a phone, like you should have absolute control over what they're doing on that phone and you should be monitoring them and, you know, whatever. But it's just what a time to be alive. But her piece was basically diving a little bit deeper and saying that, um, of course, I mean, the obvi- like it's obvious what the, the plan is trying to do, but she's saying that it's going to have unintended consequences because um, these types of policies, by and large, um, 
impact the LGBTQ community more than anyone else. And especially if you have a parent who is not accepting of that lifestyle, um, that like she was basically making the argument that the parent can be the abuser or the, um, I guess like, uh, tough voice on your shoulder for a child and it's not like a supportive environment. And so she's saying that this takes away that. uh. Now look as two people who have no kids, (laughs) I know that there, there are plans that you get every text your kid sends. Uh, This is, could already be handled. Um, I don't care if you're straight, gay, or whatever. It, it under no circumstances should a child be sending nudes themselves. Well, and and I agree, but you also have to think about like the way we've seen, I guess, automated systems define sexually explicit content. I mean, it's 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 going to be a machine and or a you know, a program that somebody has developed, which of course is going to be flawed. And, and her argument was that there's a difference between pornography and art and educational things and, and all. And I agree again. I mean, obviously like a parent is going to recognize that. Like if you're sending something for school and and it flags it all you, I mean, that's a reasonable explanation. It all comes back down on the parent. I think the interesting conversation is that we are going, like, we are continuously rely on machines to do things and, and, and programs and the internet and these third parties to monitor things that parents are either unwilling to or just don't. Well... <clears throat> Yes, there's a difference between nudity and and pornography. Um, Blind Faith, which uh, Eric Clapton was a member of, put out an album cover in the 70s. And it was a pubescent girl, 12, 13 years old, topless, holding a very phallic-looking toy airplane. That's considered art. Literally, album art. Mm-hmm. But this is on parents. I don't know that there's an algorithm that, that should be picking up on stuff. And I don't understand the, the connection between LGBTQTXYZ, whatever. Uh, they keep add, adding letters to this crap. How that disproportionately affect, affects them. Uh, it's like a joke I heard a, a long time ago. Da, uh, God calls the uh, New York Times, says, I'm ending the world tomorrow. The uh, uh, headline next morning, world ends to get today. Minorities and women hardest hit. It just it's, it's a strange disconnect for me. But somewhat related as 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 we keep running off on hog trails only fans is banning sex videos it's like the only reason that only fans was created 
the social media platform uh, that honestly blew up and I, I assume 2020 uh, was built on subscriptions to adult content is planning to ban material that features sexually explicit conduct. Same term as above. Sexually explicit. All right. So for people who don't know, and I'm not a subscriber, nor am I a, a, a provider on OnlyFans, but this is where strippers went when all the strip clubs closed. Yeah, where, but there's more people than strippers on there now. Well, tell me about it, Jessica. I watched a Netflix documentary on it, and I'm not even kidding you. Like, I was sitting on the edge of the couch watching these people, like, watching their lives and trying to understand how they... It's literally okay. So they're in this. I forget what the documentary is called. If I if I figure out what it is, I'll post it on our Facebook page. But um, basically, it it follows like three or four people who have OnlyFans accounts and they're content creators. And this one chick, she, I mean, she's a decent looking girl. Like she's she's not she she's she's pretty. She does other things too. Um, <laughs> what are the things? <laughs> I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> but but on OnlyFans, she like she has different price points. So like she sees subscribers, and then you can <laughs> she if if you want to send her. You pictures, are so uncomfortable right I now. I am uncomfortable because one, I can't believe that. Like first of all, I I just I can't believe people pay for this. Like I'm embarrassed on behalf of what I'm about to tell you, like what people will pay for. And then on second, like I can't believe that that's how she makes her living. And she was willing to be on a Netflix documentary and tell the entire world. And third, I'm a little concerned for her now because now she can't make money. Like she's going to be on unemployment, but basic or she's going to have to take it off off market, you know, go off brand and have them contact her directly. But anyway, like if if a male wants to send her a picture of him or something of him, he has to pay her, and they do, and they so they like pay her twenty dollars to receive, you know, twenty dollars. Con- <laughs> so 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 we're talking about we're talking about D pics here. So yes, I've never gotten that idea. Uh huh. Like first of all. Women, I've never met the woman who looked at Gonzo and was like, oh, now I'm turned on. Uh, And I know women get D-picks relatively often from creepy people like Anthony Weiner. But I'm going to pay you (laughs) to look at my junk. Well, well, you're paying for her to receive the photo, and then she she responds. Because, um, I mean, of course, like, if you just solicit, like, or cold call on Facebook, I'm sure you don't get a very good response rate. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, so, so they, they pay her, and then you can also sign up for, like, a week with her, and she will message you all week long and like send you messages and take pictures where she like writes a note with your name on it and she writes a note and she'll take pictures with that so you know it's just for you um and then she like 
higher. It's like a. It's like when you go into a nail salon and there's like a menu and you pick. You know what kind of pedicure you want, like what add-ons you can. You can do all that I, with her. I, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. She is making like I think she said she makes like eight to ten thousand dollars a month. That's First the all, saddest thing I've ever heard. First, I hope, I mean, honestly, for her sake, I hope she's doing more in-depth things than receiving a photo and responding, because if not, that's a lot of I, photos. $20 uh, um, a piece. I'm not sure you should use in-depth in this, <laughs> in this conversation. Uh, Any, anyway. But who are these <laughs> lonely guys that are like, I'm going to pay somebody to text with me? Yes, that is what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And I, 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 and she will also mail you like you can you she will mail things like articles of clothing of hers as well. Or you can mail her a t-shirt and she'll like pose in it. It's freaking weird. It's it's I'm telling you. I You got to watch I, the documentary. I guess I've I've been like out of the game so long. But I'm like, I'm like, if, if, if Connie's wearing my t-shirt, I'm like, you know, you're stretching out the chest, right? (laughs) So I've lied. It's on Hulu. It's not on Netflix, but it's called OnlyFans selling sexy streaming online. And look, I I only made reference to it. I'm, I'm, I know it exists. And I know that it's uh, uh, like uh, the the only reason the only reason it, it exists <coughs> is for some reason instead of going to all the free porn that's out there in the, in the in the entire world, you'll pay a chick that you can text with to perform for you. Like, does this not seem like they're cutting their own their own throat? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure why you would pay. This is well, such we're forgetting. Aw- this is such an awkward conversation to have with with you too. Uh, I'm not sure why you would pay for, like, uh, a cell phone camera that's sitting on a shelf somewhere when there's an entire world of produced pornography out there. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, you think that these creators aren't putting out quality content and you're concerned for the consumers. Well, I'm not concerned with, (laughs) I just don't, I just don't get it. Well, let's talk about why they're changing their policy, right? So like they built it on this concept and the reason that they're doing it is because the banking industry behind it doesn't like it. So the banking industry doesn't like it. Well, I would imagine that they're probably concerned about, what was it, Backdoor? Was was that the one that had all the child porn and sex trafficking and stuff going on in it? Was it Back? You know what I'm talking about? That website? Oh, uh, um... What's it called? Page. Back page. It wasn't page. It was back page or something like that. I yeah, don't know. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, th- that had all kinds of like 
illegal activity going on, and I'm sure, and and the banks got, I mean, they did all kinds of, when they did that big DOJ investigation into it, the banks got, came under fire. So I'm sure that they're trying to avoid something like that as well. But yeah, but you- that that was that was actually getting a hooker. Mm-hmm. For, and from what I understand, uh, OnlyFans is content that you can find on a uh, hundred thousand other uh, pornography sites. It was just, it's personalized for you. It can be. I, I, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just old. I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, why? Why the hell am I going to send a picture of my junk to, to somebody? And, For $20. And pay, pay them to to criticize me. I mean, yeah. I already got I already got one woman who is who's like put that away. Uh, I'm not. I just I have so many comments and I just really don't want to <laughs> it, talk about it, them. It's, it's a hard one, it, it, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe like I was dreading the next topic because it's so like somber and and just infuriating. And now I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> so you would. All right. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on this particular show or any respective company for which we may work, (laughs) own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular, irregular basis. Also, if you want to find more crap like this, you can go to (laughs) thegeorgiavirtue.com. And if if you dig deep enough, there's the whole uh, making it hail conversation on uh, uh, on our past episodes. Yes, that was a classic. Forever a classic. <laughs> God, Almighty, Jessica! I don't know how we change gears. Afghanistan, the egregiousness. What a horrible uh, ten days. To be, I mean, I mean, it's been. Uh. I, I I saw there are somewhere between ten and twenty thousand Americans that are they're still stuck in Kabul, and uh, the American embassy told them just to shelter in place, like this is a hurricane. Everything that has happened was totally predictable, and could have been prevented. Every single part of it. Well, look, that country is always going to go back. It has for a thousand years. Sure, but how the hell do you leave your own people there? And look, we can get them right now. Can we? Because. Oh, no, we, we can get them right now. You put the 82nd Airborne, you tell them, uh, exp- expand the perimeter and, and uh, uh, to, to the edges of the, of the city. We could get them right now, but the will is not there. How? How is that possible? Oh, well, one, the Taliban doesn't really want to fire on us. If you notice, they haven't fired on the airport. Right. They've prevented people from getting there, but they haven't engaged our troops. As of the recording of the show, anyway, uh, they haven't engaged our troops. But the 82nd is on the ground right now. 
and I, and I don't know what their operational orders are, but it seems to be hold the airport. Well. If you deploy the entire division and put in some artillery, we could extend that perimeter and go get our people. How long would it take to get all of them out, though? 20,000 people? Oh, man, I don't know. Because they said, a, you know. A week? Yeah, they say we're going to try to get it done by the deadline, but we're not sure. I mean, how are you not? I, I just, it's 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 an atrocity what has happened over there. And look, the chairman of the, of the Joint Chiefs and I probably crossed paths at, at one point. He would have been a captain at the time. I'd have been a, a private, but we probably crossed paths at, at some point. He is an embarrassment to special operations. And of course, he, he's carrying out the orders given to him by, by POTUS, but he's an embarrassment. He's more concerned with making sure that troops have diversity training than, than killing people and breaking things, which is the primary mission of our armed forces. Our armed forces aren't there to build nations. They're there to break things and kill people. Well, I mean, we, we've had the wrong narrative about what's going on over there for the last 20 years, so. Yeah, this idea that we're, we're creating a democracy that they don't understand. All right, I'm going off script. Afghanistan is not a country that we think of as a, as a country. Uh, we think of the United States. If 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 you go to France, you say I'm an American. Uh, the Afghans don't think like that. They are very closely related to the same idea that uh, the Native Americans had before uh, the Europeans got here of warring clans. And they will unite against uh, uh, an invader, but in the absence of that, they war with each other. So when you say the Taliban, there is no the Taliban. It's different warlords in, in different provinces around the country. There is no the the idea is completely foreign to to Afghans. This idea that. Uh, of a unified government. If you were asking where they're from, they would tell you which province. Uh, so, and this has been this way for a thousand years. The Romans, uh, the British, the Russians, and now the Americans all failed this idea of unifying Afghanistan and making it into a country and controlling it. The, the, the biggest thing that I'm seeing coming out of Afghanistan are the pictures of these fighters carrying American weapons and well. If you look at the trigger dis discipline, I mean, it, the way they hold the weapons, uh, it is very apparent they've been trained and who trained them. Who the hell trained them how to use an M16? 
Well, it sure as hell wasn't the the Taliban. And, and you see these guys, and they've got excellent trigger discipline. Uh, you see these weapons, and and these are night vision lasers that that, that are that are on there, uh, night vision devices that that are on these things. Uh, <clears throat> and I know we're going to talk about other equipment that was left, but no American soldier dropped an M16 with a night vision device on it. Sure. Like, that wasn't dropped. We gave it to them. We gave them a lot over the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. And and these devices may be older because, because I recognize them, and I've been in the Army for 25 years, so... But these are devices that I recognize. And just the the way they're conducting themselves with how they hold their weapons and stuff like that, I'm like, huh. That's not just some crazy haji. That guy's been trained. Well, what do you say to the comments about, you know, the Afghan people who are unwilling to defend their own country, like that they just lay down their guns. Well, it's true in an aspect. But again, there there was no un- national unity. So the 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 concept of of Afghanistan being a country is is foreign to them. As as long as we were there, and it was financially beneficial to them to to stay with us. They were around. So basically, all of it was a waste of time. Because if there's no nation building, and, and not that I think that's our role, but if there was no nation building and no cohesiveness and no unity, what's the point? If, and if, that, if, if, if we were and the that only literally thing- brings, brings a tear to my eye. Well... Because we've got six thousand dead Americans there, right? But if we, if it's like a, if it's like, you know, the little kickstand on a picture frame, and the only thing holding it up is the United States, and you take that away, and the whole thing falls down, the glass is going to shatter, and you don't. I mean, you can't use it anymore. Like we're back to where we were. You know, we suck at nation building. Now, you put the American fighting man and you tell him, go kill those people. We're really good at that. We're very good at that. But we were tasked with creating a nation where everybody else has failed and one has never been. And, you know, well, we, we, we installed a, a, a puppet president. But these people have never have never been a nation. So, yes, the from the top down, and I'm talking about starting with uh, uh, W, with, with Bush 43, it was ill-conceived to begin with. Well, of course. And, I mean, I, I had a meeting last week with a... a gentleman who is a veteran and he's probably in his 60s and so 
he just has a totally different take on the world than a lot of people do these days. But he was like, we should have left the day after Osama bin Laden was killed. Yep. Uh, look, I don't even think we should have should have gone in the way we did. We should have well, gone in, attacked the, the terrorist camps, killed everyone there, and left. And then leave the intel to say, okay, more t- terrorist camps are popping up. Go in, kill them, and leave. But we went in and decided, oh, we're going to fix these people. Well, and what did 20 years of training their army do for us or do for them? But this is not new. Uh, Al-Qaeda and, and the Taliban was the Mujahideen in the 80s. We were training, equipping, and paying to fight the Russians. So we were fighting the same people we trained 20 or 30 years before. I just don't, I I just look at, I mean, we, I think most people who do not have like, I mean, it, it's just human nature. Most people who either did not go over there or did not have somebody close to them who went over there on a, on an after a couple years, people forgot that we were there until something happened and, you know, we heard it on the news or things like that. Like, on a day-to-day basis, most people aren't thinking about the Americans who are over in Afghanistan. But, go ahead. And, and the same thing goes with Iraq. People don't think about the fact that we're still there. That American troops get orders to deploy to Iraq. Iraq is is a is a different country. Well, obviously, but it has been a country, you know, obviously under control of Saddam Hussein. Uh, but there's actually some sort of unity in Iraq, even though you have the Kurds and and you have different groups who are uh, who've been warring against against each other. But they've actually been unified uh, for years, forcefully. Uh, Afghanistan is, 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 a. we were never going to have a good result in Afghanistan. Um, every, every commander knew that. And I get Um, that. I just, I don't understand how after, you know, seeing the, hearing, knowing about the deaths over there, knowing what a, what kind of failure it it is and has brought and then the fact that you we've left people our own people over there well, with no real plan to get them out i don't know how anybody can take the us government seriously here or abroad like why well they can't i mean look russia's watching china is watching uh russia's laughing their asses off because they had this uh, similar problem but it's, it's the fact that we won't get our own people. Yeah, it's disgusting. That we won't tell the 82nd Airborne, hey, you need to push to the edge of, of Kabul. And look, they can do it. I'm super anti-war. And I, I mean, I like, 
I support our military, but I don't always support the cause. But my God, I don't care how many buildings you have to bomb and, and how many people you have to shoot to get our own people out of there. You sent them there. Go get them. Right. And, and, that's, and, and, and that's the thing. And, and that's the disgusting thing is we, sh- we should come out. But that, the, the withdrawal is absolutely awful. I mean, my God, man. We're holding the airport and nothing else. We're telling Americans to shelter in place. Like this, like this is a storm that'll blow over. Shelter in place. In a terrorist-run country. And there's something that Katie, Katie McFarland said, and, and she's a foreign policy expert. She's a com- uh, commentator on Fox and some other stuff. But Katie is a very, very smart lady. She said she was in Afghanistan 15 years ago. And talking to an Afghan, and he said, we just have to wait you out. Yeah. And that's what they did. They waited us out. And they knew but, it all along. But the the manner in which, in which we're withdrawing, I don't really give a damn what happens to Afghanistan. I do give a damn what happens to the 20,000 Americans that are told to shelter in place. And I'm not saying it was wrong to rescue people who helped them in the United States and to get them to somewhere safe. I mean, from a humanitarian and a moral perspective, like, but how do you look Americans that are there in the eye and say, sorry, we're late. We had planes full of people that aren't American citizens that we had to take first. You know, it's a... It- it's a virus coming from the top. And you know, I don't, don't talk much about national politics. Because uh, I hate it. Look at, look at what they do. Look at this. But it, it, it goes from POTUS to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and, and down from there. Uh, I assure you, the men on the ground, and I, and I say men, I'm, I know people, but the men on the ground want to go take, get those Americans out. Of course they do. And they're being held back. If, if you went to any one of those uh, ground commanders, you say, Colonel, we need to push out 10 miles and get our people out. Yes, sir. Hua. But they're being held back. It's disgusting. I mean, it absolutely, it's disgusting. We, I mean, we have uh, one of the most elite groups of people in the world, also known as the most physically fit alcoholics in the world, uh, the A-Second Airborne on the ground. Uh, we've got the Marines on the ground. Uh, I know we have special forces on the ground, and they're being held back from going getting our damn people. Meanwhile, the Taliban's just familiarizing themselves with you know, our Humvees and our guns and our intelligence software that was just left. That to me is amazing. I mean, that's, that's, that's your primary mission. Uh, even if you're on a helicopter and it goes down, which torch it. right is uh, use an incendiary grenade and you take care of it. Even if a Humvee, 
say say you're a Humvee, uh, it gets shot up, whatever. Before you leave that vehicle, your job is to take an incendiary and put it on the the, the radio and take care of that stuff. I don't know what the hell's going on there. So now, not only do they have all the stuff that we gave the Afghani, you know, military and and as part of a partnership or whatever you want to call it for the last 18 19 years um what was it some 600,000 weapons like they have all that and then that they that was like legitimately transferred they also have stuff that they understandably left well I don't know if it's understandably but I get that like when they left they couldn't just take everything I mean there was no formal process they pretty much just like turn out the lights and left. Yeah, we out this. Mm-hmm. So now the Taliban now, has all of that. Some of the, now some of the pictures you see of of helicopter stuff like that is hyperbole because I'm looking at that bird. It is not serviceable. Well, and doesn't it take like I mean that's not isn't it pretty difficult to? Yes, if if flying an airplane is like riding a bicycle, uh, flying a helicopter is like riding a a a, a uh, unicycle. It's it's not easy to do. It's the principle <clears throat> of the thing, though. Right, but it's it's not easy to do. You you need to know what you're doing. Uh, but the the helicopter stuff that I'm seeing on the news aren't serviceable. And you could tell when the the cockpit is laying on the ground and and the and the and the front landing equipment is not out, that bird's not serviceable. I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried about all the people that we trained and equipped are using our equipment against us. Mm-hmm. You know, the the up armored Humvees that they're now driving towards us that are you know, are resistant against, you know, bombs and bullets. Anyway. It's freaking nuts. Oh, no, it is. It is. It is absolutely 1975 Saigon. And completely preventable. Absolutely it is. It still is. If, If Joe would just have a moment of clarity... And look at this and go, wait a minute, we need to get our people. And we need to destroy all of our equipment. The The commanders of the ground are willing. They're ready. I don't know. know. I don't know if it's enough just to have, I mean, you've got to have some people who aren't imbeciles influencing Joe. And obviously there's not enough of them either. No, and look, Joe's not Joe anymore. I, I've said that before. I, I, I don't. He's a he's a blank slate. Whoever's around him is putting the words in his ear. He's he he can still read off the teleprompter, but Biden is not the guy that we knew fifteen years ago. He's just not. And I've said before. I think what they're doing to him is elder abuse. He has no idea what's going on. You know, he he should be eating popcorn in in the uh, in the community room of a retirement center somewhere, not running a country. But on the uh, that cheery 
news. Jessica, we're about to run long. What closing thoughts do you have? I don't know. I don't know how I could transition my closing thought from that. Uh, so I'm just going to, mine will be relevant next week. I'll just hold off. You can do it. I'm too mad. Well, my closing thought kind of relates to uh, what we're talking about. There's a guy who is running against uh, Martin Mumptahan. And, and, and I know Martin. Uh, he's a he's a state rep, uh, not my state rep, but he's in in Paulding County. Lukewarm, uh, mediocre, nothing to write home about. Go ahead. Yeah, but and, and then that's a that's totally fine. Uh, if if that was this guy's argument, but it's not. He said he said asked why Martin was silent on Afghanistan. So obviously he has no idea what a state rep does. And then his said, name? his name is Neil Wolin. Mm-hmm. And then implied it's because Martin's from Iran. First of all, Martin was born in Cobb County. <laughs> he has the worst Iranian accent I've ever heard. Sounds like he's from Cordial. Yeah, I mean, dude is Southern as as a collard green. His father came, uh, came here in the seventies uh, from what was then Persia, and did not and could not return to his country because they were executing Christians. You know, came here as a student. You know, I, you can have whatever policy differences you want to have with Martin, and, and those are totally valid. And, and when I talked to him this week, that, that we agreed that that's a totally valid conversation to have. If he gets sent home, uh, yeah, that's what they, you know, they say up there. If he gets sent home over policy stuff, fine. But implying that he's some sort of Muslim is it, funny. When I when, one times I first met him. We were at the uh, at a, a shepherd's rest uh, dinner. Uh, it's a, a battered women's shelter, and they they have a gala every year to raise money. And, and, and I barely knew the man, and uh, we're loading up our our, our plates with uh, with with you know barbecue pork, and he goes, "Hey, man." Get her a picture of me loading my plate up. They all say I'm a Muslim. <laughs> then this guy doubles down. Like, it's not usual. Like, there's a bunch of us that disagree on stuff that we're all hammering this guy. And then he decides he's going to go full Trump and say, well, I want to see his birth certificate. Yeah. No, I mean, the, oh, I, I, Does he I really talk- think that Martin could be, I mean, hasn't Martin been elected twice now? Uh, yes. So does Two he or- think that he could qualify as serve, receive paychecks, have a driver's license, run a business, and do all these other things if if he 
Like at some point, this would not come up that he was not from here. Right. And like I said, if you have policy differences with Marty, that's totally fine. In fact, he's fine with it. He he'll he'll have is that he? debate with you. Is no, he? no, he is. He is. I mean, it's it's we disagree on some stuff. We agree on some stuff, but he's always willing to have the conversation with me, which, which, which you know, it's one of the reasons that, that, that he and I are friends, uh, that we can agree and disagree on different stuff and not take it personally. But this asshole. And, and I was even talking to a friend of mine who who wants Martin out. And I told him what he said. He goes, oh, yeah, no. because more dangerously than Martin's policies and his voting record, which are abysmal, is is that people will actually believe this fool that's professing these things. Look, it, even, you know, you know, I, 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 I follow uh, Paulding County. I didn't like it when they said Jason Anavitarde uh, was an immigrant, uh, like that, that he was from Mexico. His father is Puerto Rican, or was, I think, I think he's dead now, uh, a Vietnam veteran. And, uh, you know, Puerto Ricans don't have to immigrate to this country. We, we had to explain that to the state, which had a special driver's license test just for Puerto Ricans. I didn't like it when they called his opponent alternative lifestyle. I don't like that stuff. I'm a policy wonk. You know, if you want... If you want to hammer Marty on policy, go for it. He can take it. If you want to hammer Jason now on policy, now, now he's been up there for, for at least a full session, go for it. But to, to it, it, it denigrates the entire party to get in those conversations about, about race and origin and everything else. But I said we were going long, and now we have. Because I run my damn mouth. So, for Jessica Salaji, my awesome partner in crime, for Eric Cumbie, our awesome editor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. 